time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us on the Retirement Roadmap today. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Glenn Mosseller, and we're excited to tackle the pre-flight checklist of retirement on today's podcast. Before you taxi down retirement's runway, you've got to make sure that you complete what we like to call the pre-flight financial checklist. And this is the same concept, Glenn, of what? Like a pilot. Before they take off, they've got a huge list of things that they've got to make sure is right before their flight. I mean, they're checking you know, multiple pages of checking boxes, one after another. I think we can all kind of visualize that pre-flight checklist that a pilot's going to do, right? Oh, absolutely, Walter. No doubt about it. So it's the same thing, really, in the financial world. Now, you're not walking around a plane checking boxes off, but you're kind of mentally walking around your financial plan, making sure that you've addressed all of these different needs. So we're going to give you a few different items that certainly need to be on your pre-flight or pre-retirement checklist. And this is by no means an exhaustive list, but just a couple of the very important items that should be near the top, no doubt about it. And very first thing, Glenn, we always have to talk about budget. It kind of sets everything else. And so your first question that you need to make sure is answered on your checklist is, do I know exactly how much income I need. And the scary part, I bet, is that a lot of people that come into your office, this is the very thing at the top of the list, probably don't have that checked off. Well, you're right, Walter. And it's critical, isn't it? I mean, you need to know what your bills are and how much you're going to spend. And, you know, I always always talk about it. A lot of times folks will say, well, you know, I've always heard that, you know, you won't spend as much in retirement. And I say, well, I mean, that might be true. and That might not be true. It kind of depends on who you are and your personality and whatnot. And I say, well, let me ask you a question. What days of the week do you tend to spend the most money? And they kind of like, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, think about it. I mean, when do you spend the most money? And most people think about it and say, well, it's probably on the weekend. And I said, well, why is that? I was like, well, because we're free and we're able to, you know, spend our time and go do the things that we want to do. And I said, okay, so explain to me then how is it that you're going to spend less in retirement? Because all of a sudden, every day is a Saturday, right? And so they go, oh, yeah, well, that that is something we need to guard against, isn't it? And so we start talking about how much income are you going to really need? And as you know, I mean, there's going to be some costs that are going to go down or go away, but other things might go up a little bit. And so we need to really analyze where are we with that? You know, one of the big things that we need to consider is, is that what about your house? You know, has your house been paid off already or are you getting ready to pay it off or maybe it's going to be paid off in the next few years? Well, if you haven't quite paid it off yet, and we've got to make sure that we budget for that. But then we also can kind of look and say, hey, once it's paid off and that payment goes away, it's, it's almost like getting a raise. I mean, your income didn't go up, but the, your expenses went down. And so you have more money that you can work with and you either have that you can go have fun with or it can go to other expenses and those types of things. And what I'm really saying is, is that we have to evaluate the whole picture. Nobody likes the idea of a budget, and you know you may or may not go into you know super detail about every little last expense. But I think everybody gets the general sense is, is that it's critical to know because if you're working, you're going to get those paychecks, you know, every week or two weeks or every month, whenever it is that you get your paycheck. And when you stop working, then that paycheck stops, and then some other paychecks might begin. But they're going to be, you know, determined upon how much you've saved or when you turn Social Security on and those types of things and what expenses are there and what expenses might go away or when will they go away or if they ever will go away. And so we need to really figure out 
how much do you need? And is that consistent through time? Are we going to have some inflation there? How are we going to budget and make sure that we're not putting ourselves in a bad spot of not having enough income? So many different things to consider when it comes to that income equation. And it's always starts kind of with the budget, the input, if you will, of that equation. And then it goes to the outcome. But before we even get there, we've got to decide what are going to be the different sources of income. And that would be item number two on the pre-flight checklist. Have you identified all those different sources of income? And we know, Glenn, that Social Security is going to be one of those. And as a part of that equation, we've, we've got to figure out the right time to take Social Security in addition to where else is our money going to be coming from. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. And what we're really talking about with both of these is really an income plan, isn't it? I mean, what we've got to do is we've got to determine what our expenses are and then think about, okay, well, what are all the sources of income? And like you say, I mean, Social Security for most people is going to be a significant part of that. And if you're a married couple, you might have two Social Security checks that are going to be coming in. And the question is, is, you know, are you going to start them about the same time? Is one going to start sooner than the other? Are you going to delay and possibly maybe work a little longer or maybe just, you know, work part time to be able to delay it so that your checks can be bigger? Possibly you have have other money saved into retirement accounts, maybe IRAs, 401ks, or maybe it's other types of savings. Maybe it's just a regular after-tax brokerage account or savings account, or, or maybe you might have rental properties. Different people are going to be in different places and they're going to have different assets and resources to draw from. And the key question is, is, well, what are all those sources? Let's identify them, number one. And then number two, what's going to be the most logical way for us to start tapping into those resources and those streams of income, not only in terms of how much they're going to provide us an income and when, but we also need to start thinking about the taxes and the tax implications of the different income streams because they're not all treated the same. And that's something at least that we need to be thinking about as we're retiring because when you're working, I mean, for the most part, most people's income is coming in from their wages and they might have a little here, a little there, maybe some interest or a few dividends or something like that. But everything is kind of getting treated as as ordinary income with wages. But that's not necessarily the case with all the streams of income in retirement. You know, when you're drawing from this account or that account or from Social Security or a pension. So we need to know what are going to be the tax ramifications, because ultimately it's how much money do you really have to use and cash flow and income when we start thinking about income that gets reported on the tax return and how it's treated on the tax return is different. And so we might have a different amount of cash flow, but we actually are able to hold on to more of it. We need to know that so we can realistically think, will we have enough money to do the things that we need to do and want to do? All important things to consider. And so get that income part of the equation certainly figured out, and then everything else can fall in line behind it. Speaking of those things that can fall in line behind it, other items on that pre-flight or pre-retirement checklist should be addressing longevity risk. And have you asked yourself, do you have a plan that's going to help you not outlive your money? And at the same time, is it going to be able to handle market volatility? And if you can't check that box off, well, just like a pilot not being ready to take flight, you're not ready for retirement either. Well, that's right, Walter. And part of that longevity risk kind of ties back to what we were just talking about with Social Security, right, in terms of when to take it and how to take it. And, you know, what I always encourage folks to do is, is make sure you do a Social Security analysis and in, in your own situation and see when is going to be the best time to take it and maybe for your spouse to take it. And we start blending that into longevity. We have to think about, well, how long do you think you're going to live? And, you know, we have to plan as if and act as if that we're going to live a long time because we certainly don't want to be 
running out of money. So we want to make sure that we have some sources of income that can be increasing over time and give us, you know, increasing income to help us keep pace with inflation. And also, you know, just make sure that it's going to last through how long we live and how long our spouse is going to live. Part of that is also, I think we've talked about in previous podcasts where we talk about, you know, the money cycle, you know, and in terms of time horizons and making sure that you transition properly from the accumulation phase and also, you know, be thinking about the preservation phase or the, what we would call the soon bucket of money to make sure that, that that's going to be able to handle that market volatility. When you need to draw the money out, you want to make sure that it's solid and you're not drawing money out from an account that has been losing value. And that's key and critical to that income plan and to the overall stability of your retirement plan and make sure that you're built to last, so to speak. All important tools to remember when we're talking about checking your retirement plan, your financial situation, seeing where you are, and determining are you ready to take flight in retirement. And if you can't answer these questions, well, uh, it's time to go back to the drawing board and make sure that you address these things before you pull the trigger on retirement. And you have to look deep into the future. It's not just looking at that first year of retirement and saying, can we get ready? Because we say on the podcast all the time, it's not about just getting to retirement, but all the way through it as well, Glenn. And that's why you've got to ask yourself, do you have a plan that's going to combat inflation or a plan that's going to be able to address the possibility of future tax increases? If you haven't addressed those issues, once again, time to do some more work. You're exactly right, Walter. I mean, those are critical things because it's like we were talking about at the very beginning. We're talking about exactly how much income do we need. We're talking about with inflation and potential taxes in the future. Well, those are things that increase expenses, aren't they? When we're thinking about that, we've got to really not only have an income plan and a retirement plan, but we have to have some tax planning go along the way because most people are going to have several different places that they're going to draw money from. And we want to look at, well, how do we have that tax efficiency? And so that's where we, we get into the holistic plan of looking at how this aspect of your finances and versus another or how they work together. And, you know, can you have unintended consequences by doing things in one order versus another? And obviously the answer is yes. I mean, you, you know, it doesn't take too long if you ask around and you talk to different folks about did they have some unexpected taxes come along the way. And almost always you'll have folks say, yeah, I wasn't anticipating this because of that. And that's where, you know, getting really good coaching and working through it and making sure that you're working with somebody who can help you with the tax implications of things. I mean, there's a lot of folks out there who are advisors. They don't really, you know, work within the tax realm. They maybe work with particular types of accounts and, and managing a particular amount of money and so forth. But again, it ultimately comes down to how much money do you get to keep and utilize. And so when we're thinking about that, we need that holistic plan of thinking it through and saying, well, if this account grew by this amount, but we also were growing taxes, you know, maybe we were taking risks that we didn't need to take. And if we could you know, eliminate some of those taxes or reduce them or have a plan that can combat that, maybe we can end up with as much or more money just by taking a tax plan or, or that type of thinking and that type of planning versus extra risk to try to have more money so that we can pay more taxes. That just simply doesn't make sense. So we want to make sure that we're addressing our needs where we are in life. And retirement is certainly significantly different than where you are when you're in the working years or the accumulation years. And I guess on the heels of that, Glenn, we would need to make sure that we're also addressing health care costs in our pre-retirement checklist. 
No doubt about it, Walter. I mean, one of the things that always comes up when folks are talking about retirement, and particularly if they're not quite 65 yet, or maybe their spouse isn't quite 65 yet, and 65 seems to be a magic number because that's when folks you know, qualify for Medicare. And so we need to make sure that we have a plan that is going to be able to take care of our, you know, when we need to go to the doctor, if we need to go to the hospital or anything that would come under your health care, maybe it's prescription drugs. You need to make sure that all those I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And, you know, one of the things that is interesting to me is, is that, you know, sometimes folks get to 65 and they've decided that they're going to keep working for a little while. And I'll ask the question. I said, well, you know, well, what about your health care? Well, I say, well, I'm on the planet work. I said, really? Okay, well, have you done an analysis of whether or not it might be more affordable or a better thing for you to transition to Medicare? It's kind of a surprise. Well, what do you mean? I'm I'm not retired yet. I have to be retired to go on Medicare, don't I? And the reality is, is that that's not the case. I mean, if you're 65, then you can actually transition. You might even go on to Medicare you know, while you're still working. And you might actually end up with a better deal in doing that. But certainly we need to do the analysis and figure that out as to whether or not it makes sense to transition there. Or if, if hey, you've got a really good plan at work, maybe it's the, you got to wait till 65. And then we, we address those basic needs with medical care. We also need to be thinking about long-term care because that's one of the big places that can end up taking a lot of your resources at the end of life. And we need to make sure that we hedge those risks and have a plan to manage anything that can kind of come along the way, whether it's health care, long-term care, and anything in, the, in that medical realm. Always important to remember all of the little nuances make a big difference in the ultimate outcome of your financial plan. All these things combined together will tell you if you're ready for retirement or not. And last but not least, at least for our podcast here today, Glenn, is do you have your legacy plan nailed down? So we're not only thinking to retirement and through retirement, but even beyond at this point. Well, that's right, Walter. And this is one of those things where, you know, I always have that conversation with folks when we're sitting down and we're chatting about what about your legacy plan? You know, and they say, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, you know, what you're planning to leave behind and whatnot. And sometimes folks have very specific, I want to make sure that this goes to this person and this goes to that person. Or they might say, well, we're going to utilize our resources because we've, you know, we've saved it for retirement. If there's anything left over, then that's going to be what's passed on. And everybody has different ideas about what their legacy plan is going to be. And there's no really right or wrong answers. But what you do want to make sure is, is that you're having a plan that serves what you want to see happen and make sure that that is actually what happens. And the people that you care about end up with the money rather than making some mistake or ending up with unnecessary taxes that end up sending more money to Uncle Sam and having them be one of your bigger beneficiaries or, as we were talking about before, with long-term care. I have yet to meet anybody who wants Uncle Sam or the nursing home to be one of their biggest beneficiaries and end up with lots and lots of their money. So we need to think about how are we going to plan for that. And one of the most important things in terms of legacy planning that most people leave out of the equation is, is that what about a surviving spouse? Because normally, you know, unless there's a common accident, which is pretty rare, most oftentimes you're going to have one spouse is going to predecease the other. And so they say, well, is that really legacy planning? And, and I say, well, let's think about it. Let's think it through and talk about it because you have to think about what's going to happen when one person passes away and the other person is left. Number one, we know that income is going to go down. If there is a pension, most oftentimes that pension is, it may be reduced or maybe even eliminated. 
if we're receiving two social security checks, one of them's going to go away. The larger of the two is going to stay there, but the smaller one is going to drop off. And so there's going to be less income. And then to kind of add insult to injury, what ends up happening with the tax code? Well, now all of a sudden you're no longer a married couple filing jointly. You become a single person. So you're going to have less deductions in terms of the standard deduction. You're only going to have one exemption. So those are cut in half. And then what ends up happening is, is that you go into the next tax brackets that much faster because those are cut in half. Sometimes what happens is, is the income's reduced, but it's not reduced as much as what the tax code is set up for. And so you lose income and you, and you have more taxes. So that's got to be part of the legacy plan and the income plan to make sure that not only is a couple is good and their plan is built to last, but we also need to think about, well, what happens if and when one person predeceases the other and how is the other person going to be left? Are they going to have enough? Is the income going to last and are the resources going to last and make sure that that's part of the, the legacy as well? Yeah, that's important, Glenn. And so when you're in the office with someone walking through these different items. Is it a checklist you're actually following? Tell us a bit about your planning process and how you help determine if somebody's truly ready for retirement, if they can take flight. When do you know that that pre-flight checklist is you know, completely all ticked off? Walter, it kind of is a checklist. I mean, we, we go through a fact-finding process, right? We want to go through a discovery meeting or two and really determine, you know, well, where are you? What resources do you have? What are your plans? What are your thoughts? What is your current plan, you know, before we even met? How are you planning to travel down the road here? And maybe we need to make some adjustments along the way and we can kind of determine, okay, well, we're good here. Maybe we may need to make an adjustment over there. But we go through this checklist that we've just gone through. And of course, we get into more detail and, and a few other areas as well. But we've kind of touched on some of the majors, so to speak. And that's part of what we do in terms of, you know, that interview process, that discovery process. We need to get to know each other and we need to explore and find out, you know, kind of stress test your situation. Are you going to be able to make it? Are your plans going to be sustainable? And that's what we do. We sit down and we do the hard work of asking the difficult questions and make sure that we're good to go and that we're ready to go. And and if not, then we, we make those adjustments. And, you know, if we need to work a little longer, we do that. Or if we say, hey, maybe we position this account a little bit differently and maybe that'll actually allow you to retire sooner. But those are the things that come out as we talk with one another and, and we discover the facts. If you would like to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller and talk a little bit about your pre-flight or pre-retirement checklist, you can do that by calling 336-291-3535. Again, that's 336-291-3535. Or if you're on GreensboroRetirement.com, it's as easy as going to the bottom of the page and clicking on the button that says free consultation, and you can schedule the time for a review with Glenn and his team at Roadmap Financial Consulting, 336-291-3535 or GreensboroRetirement.com. Glenn is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, and you can find him in his office on Mears Chapel Road in Greensboro. This has been the Pre-Flight Checklist. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today, and we'll be back with another one next week here on the Retirement Roadmap. <music> 